This is the More Than Work podcast, where we talk all about how to gain more satisfaction in your job. It's possible to enjoy your life and your work, because business is personal. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to bring you this topic today because it is our first listener-requested topic. The listener asked that we leave him anonymous and his company anonymous, but he wanted to see if we could help him learn some tips and tricks to set some boundaries at work. He said that he felt his office had a culture of working very hard and an expectation of being available at all hours of the day and night, and he was just curious about how he could set some boundaries to improve his work-life balance a little bit. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. And it brings me to a good reminder. If you have a topic that you want us to address on the show, you can write to us at morethanworkpodcast at peopleccg.com. Having given everyone that reminder, I think it's time we get into our show. Don, what do you have for us about boundary setting at work? So I really like my job. I love what I do. I love the people I do it with. Most of you. Most you, of you. You have to cool. say that. You're the most owner. Of you're good. Most of you, you, you know who you are. Most favorite. You know who you are. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I, but I really do like what I do. And so sometimes like when I'm at home on a weekend or something, it'll be a nice day and I'll go to my office and I'll kind of open up the window and I'll just kind of feel like, hey, I'm going to jump in and do a little bit of work. And I might sit down at my computer and write something or do something for a client or uh, something like that. And one of the things I noticed a couple of years ago is that I really got into a habit of doing that a lot. I might do it in the evening. I might do it in the weekend and I might fire off some emails or put out some messages to other people on our team. And then I started noticing that our team was responding. Uh, so it could be a Sunday afternoon. It could be at night at nine 30 at night. It could be lots of different times. And, then I started noticing as we were talking that our whole team was getting tired. I realized that our team was just, we, we were working a lot on Sunday afternoons and at nights, and we were getting a little bit, uh, a little bit burnt out. There were times when we should be relaxing. Sometimes it would be even out with family and doing stuff. Uh, even on vacations, sometimes I would notice that our team would reach out to each other. Uh, Then I went to a seminar and was hearing a group of CEOs speak. And one of the CEOs said something that really rang true to me. She was saying how she likes her job and she does stuff all the time and she likes to work a lot. And she realized that at some point that her team was following her and doing the same thing. And she realized that she needed to do something differently to be able to draw some lines, to set some better boundaries in terms of when do we work and when do we not work. Uh, because her team, even though she was telling everybody, Hey, I don't expect you to work on the weekends. I don't expect you to always respond to emails that come on the weekends or calls or things like that. She was still making those calls and still making those emails. I realized, boy, I need to do a better job of that, of, of not always sending emails. And I'm thinking about this as I'm telling this story and realizing like Matt and I literally had a conversation like at nine o'clock last night (laughs) and exchanged some emails and exchanged some emails. So maybe I'm not great at this, but It's a good reminder that sometimes we have to think about what are our boundaries at work versus our regular life. And also as leaders of the company that we have to realize that even though maybe we say we don't have expectations of something, if we act differently than what our expectations are, then we lead our employees into doing the same thing. Uh, So that's what we wanted to talk about today as our topic is how do we set good boundaries between work and life? 
Yeah, and I'll tell you, Diana's very good at this with me lately. If I call her at like 5.05, not a, not a chance. Like she is checked out. Um, but anytime before that, like she's probably, she's probably going to answer the phone. So anyway. Um, so I love, I love the, I love the topic and, and it's going to be one, you know, that's near and dear to our heart. And I'm glad Don that you kind of were transparent enough to be able to say, you know what, we still somewhat struggle with this because I think it is important. You know, they always say, find something that you love to do. And then it's never really work, right? It's never really a job. And I, and I think we would agree, um, that you know, we all really love what we have the opportunity to do on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes if we're not careful with that, it can get, kind of out of control. And all of a sudden that, that leads to this, you know, point of frustration. So this idea of having a work-life balance um, is super important, but let's kind of define what that means, uh, first of all. So if we're going to talk about a work-life balance, um, Diana, I'll throw it to you first. How would you define maybe what a work-life balance looks like? I don't believe that there is such thing as work-life balance. I believe that there can be a good work-life integration. But I really think that sometimes work requires more thought and more focus. And sometimes home requires more thought and focus. And it's that intentional imbalance, I guess, uh, that I think people are really striving for. They just they just don't know that. Like, I think people are trying to get to this balance, but I don't think that exists. Well, it sounds like we said the same thing. You just use different words. You know, I like I like kind of what you said. You used the word instead of balance and integration, right? So, uh, and this, I, I can't tell you how often we talk to business leaders. And I know, you know, one of my job, parts of my job that I like to do, I like to deliver difficult truths. And sometimes there's still leaders that are, expect you to kind of have this mentality of, no, 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 you need to check your life at the door and get work done. Um, or, you know, you need to separate what that looks like versus this. I just think it's an old school mentality. You guys might actually differ from me in that. I think I think an effective leader is one that recognizes, no, 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 this person who's doing good work for you or striving to be great also has a life outside of here too. And it's an important for an effective leader to recognize that. Bethany? Yeah, I was I was thinking with that too. Like I think it's just where you can effectively live your life and not letting it be dominated by your work and vice versa. So like not letting your personal life dominate your work too. So um, there's that balance there of like, not that it's not going to be present in both of those situations, but like if it's completely dominating either or um, in a negative way, then I think that's where you don't have that balance. Yeah. And I think part of the, part of the, and we're using, it sounds like we're using integration and balance now almost synonymously, but part of who we are at home is also part of who we are at work and vice versa. So they're, they're definitely, you know, I, I appreciate Diana's word of integration uh, there too. So, you know, what, this was a topic that was brought to us by a listener, uh, which is cool. So uh, by the way, this is, this should show you that we do want your feedback. If you have other thoughts or feedback, even on the topics that we're, that we're currently talking about, we'd love to have your feedback in that too. But let, let's talk about maybe uh, how to set some of these realistic boundaries with folks. So what are some realistic boundaries and maybe how do we go about setting those? And there's different levels of hierarchy that might be in play here too. So if I'm a, uh, you know, how do I set those those boundaries with my coworkers, manager, clients? Let's start with coworkers. Uh, and maybe we can even talk about some of those boundaries that that we've had. I'm trying to honestly think of one off the top of my head and maybe you guys can can help me out. But any any boundaries that maybe we've set with internally with ourselves for coworkers are concerned. I've got a good story to share on that. When I was an engineer working uh, in, in a facility, my son was actually... <laughs> 
born and I was literally in the hospital room with my wife who is in labor and my son is like minutes away from being born and the phone in our hospital room <laughs> rang. Oh, this is awesome. I don't even know. I don't know this story, but I like where we're going. <laughs> this is going to be really good. Yeah. And it was another engineer that I work with no. and he had a question on our project that he was working on. And he literally like jumped in. He's like, hey, Don, I just, I've got this question. I just wanted to, I've got to trace you down. We're doing this. And I'm literally like, my, my Julie's like holding my hand still, you know, like it's, 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 we're getting really close to the moment. And I just, I just finally, I was like, dude, I, I hear you saying things to me right now, but I can't comprehend anything you're saying. I don't. I, I need to. I need to just call you later about this. I'm sure. I'm sure Julie would have understood that you needed to take that call, though. At that time, yeah, I just step out for a couple of minutes. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. With your story there too, Don. There's an element of emotional intelligence, which we've talked about also uh, there too. Of no, just kind of knowing, knowing when. And, and and I think this is. I think to that point, man. How often do we deal with this situation? Uh, whenever there's maybe this perceived expectation, mm -hmm. Diana, we were talking about this earlier and, and, and maybe people are like, man, am I, I they sent me an email. It's nine o'clock at night. Am I supposed to answer that? Like, or, or it's almost like, how dare they, they know that it's outside. Nobody says that you have to answer that, but maybe there's this perceived expectation of what I'm supposed to do. Have mm -hmm. you guys encountered that? Or maybe what have you heard with perceived expectations? This is something that boundaries is something that I had to learn really early in my career. And I think everybody kind of hits that point in your career where you're, where you try to figure this out. So the thing is that nobody teaches you boundaries in college. I don't know why, but they don't. <laughs> I'd like to teach that. I worked for a startup right out of college and it didn't have the, you know, they didn't have any set hours for work. It was just kind of, you know, and that's kind of how ours is too. So when you don't have set hours for work, that you know, it has its pros and cons. And especially as someone coming out of college into um, your first job, that sounds really awesome. But since I didn't have anybody telling me, you know, that I had to start and stop at a specific time, my tendency was to work a lot and to work late. And it did feel like that was sort of the expectation, even though nobody was saying it. And so I felt like I had to respond to clients and coworkers at all hours of the day. And I just got myself in into a frenzy and I was really stressed and burned out. And so it was hard to figure out that line. And so I think at some point, I don't know when it was, but I learned that I had to control my own work boundaries, even though it felt like there was this perception that I, that I, this is when you're just supposed to always work, but nobody was actually saying that. So I, you know, I, you, I knew it couldn't be used against me. Right. So, um, so I just had to learn to close my computer at 5 PM, you know, or as close to that as possible. And I learned that I just because I got an email at 7pm or on Sunday by my client or by my manager, that doesn't mean that I have to answer it. It also meant that most emails don't require an immediate response just in general. So I can't be sitting in my inbox all day long um, and not able to get anything else done. And it also meant I realized that I, you know, that I have to take time off every once in a while. So I've learned to like look at my schedule and when I have really busy weeks or longer work days, I try to take an after 
afternoon or day off or something if I'm able to. But I think that that's been a hard that that was a hard thing to learn at first, especially when you are in that environment where it feels like there's the expectation. But if it's not written down anywhere, I would say like push back a little bit on it. I don't know. I don't know if any of you would disagree with that. Yeah, you're you're and Don, I'm going to throw it to you here in just a second. But but you touched on a couple of things that I do want to get into um, as far as you know the the feeling that you had, uh, you know that that anxiety or the stress, but then um, also you know, how do we get haywire on the boundaries talk anyway, right? How, how do those boundaries get crossed? But anyway, before we get into those, Don, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was just going to add that I think that, Bethany, your point is really, really good is why you're setting those boundaries. You have to set them, but why are you setting them? You know, you have to think about not just for yourself, but for other people, for coworkers, obviously, but also for family. Um, a couple of years ago, I had uh, some opportunities over a summer to work from home a little bit more. And so I thought, well, this is kind of cool. I'll, I'll set up a little home office here. This is pre-COVID. You know, uh, I'll set up a home office. I'll be able to work from home a little bit. I'll see the kids more. The kids are home for the summer. And I did that for a few weeks. And then my my son came to me one day and he said, Dad, why are you always working? Like, I've never seen you work this much. You're always working now. And it was before it was like, I would go to work and he just wouldn't see me at all. And I would just be, I would be gone. And he didn't think about it. Like, oh, dad's at work. So I just do my thing. Now it was like, he sees me there. So I'm there, but I'm not really there. I'm working. So I'm not able to do stuff yeah. with him. So that you, you have to constantly mm-hmm. be aware and adjust to what other people see in terms of your work and your work-life balance. Yeah, that's an entirely different dynamic, right? Because you're right, you know, pre-COVID, for instance, whenever this, before this became the norm of a lot of people working from home, you know, if, if you leave in the morning, you go to work typically or whenever your shift started mm-hmm. and then you were just at work and you were out of the picture, out of sight, kind of out of mind, so to speak. And now, uh, just to paint a picture for you, um, I literally have this glass French door where my three little kids can press their faces <laughs> against and see me work. I wonder what that looks like. So, so finding that balance is, is, is important. Um, speaking of, hang on, I have, Clarcy's going to school right now, so I've got to give a hug here. Okay. Hi, Clarcy. Hi. Well-timed. Well-timed. Work-life integration. There you go. Work-life integration. You know, and, and I do, I think we have to, you know, how often do we talk about communication with, with uh, companies and how we have to be proactive and intentional? We're always mm-hmm. using that and always using those words with communication. And I think the same thing comes with this integration of work life, right? I need to be intentional intentional about uh, putting those times into place too. So, you know, something that, that I'll do too is if I have a few minutes between, you know, meetings, then I might go outside and throw the football back and forth with my son. And then I'll come back in and do another meeting, like integrating those two worlds because it is very, very visible. I think is super important too. Yeah, you said, I like that integration requires communication, right? If you're going to integrate mm-hmm. the your work life, you have to communicate with the people around you and always be aware of what's happening so that you can integrate that. I know when we first started to stay home for COVID and started working through that, I, I sort of took over. I have a home office, but I'm usually not there at the same time that my wife is there. And it's also kind of her rec room area. And we quickly realized that the two of us there at the same time didn't work very well because she would be watching TV and I'm trying to take a call and that you're just going back and forth. <laughs> and so we had to communicate really well. And it wasn't just me saying, hey, here's what I need from work. So you get out of my way. It was, here's what I need from work. What do you need in terms of you being here? What can I do to support mm-hmm. you? Or, hey, I'm going to jump on a, we did a lot of speaking at conferences and still do that online. And you want your internet to work really well. So it's not a good time for the kids to both be on, you know, doing something that's taking up a lot of bandwidth. 
Right. So I would have a conversation in the morning of saying, okay, let's plan our day. Let's think about it a little bit. I'm doing this conference at two o'clock. What do you guys have going on? And just communicating it all together. And that, that allows you to really integrate it. And then I could say, you know, I did, we did the same thing is, Hey, you know, Jeff, you want to go out and play some basketball here? I, I should finish up this meeting here and then let's, let's go shoot some baskets. And he's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And then you can, then you can really work the two things together, but it takes communication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you said, you said Julie uses that room as a rec room and I immediately thought of dodgeball and then you said TV mm -hmm. and it was a whole different picture, different kind of uh, <laughs> whole different rec room. We have a separate yeah. dodgeball. Uh, room. Yeah. <laughs> so we've spent a good amount of time talking about, okay, so how do these boundaries get crossed? And Bethany, you talked earlier about whenever that happened uh, to you at a previous job, as well, just the anxiety maybe that we feel whenever we there's a certain expectation or a perceived expectation. So, you know, we talked earlier about this and I kind of threw communication into the ring. Don, you were mentioning this as well. But, but um, you know, how do boundaries get crossed? A lot of times it's this perceived or this misconception of how um, of, of how a standard should be, and we're ne we never actually talk about it. And then um, communication, because it's not transparent around those boundaries, then all of a sudden we just we get those feelings like the anxiety and the stress and and things like that. So let's let's kind of say that we are there at that point. Let's say we feel like a boundary maybe has been crossed. What happens now? Like where do we go from there? What's our first move? And let's start maybe from an employee's perspective. Um, what do I do? What types of conversations do I have? We talked about coworkers. What about what types of conversations is it appropriate for uh, for an employee to have with a manager if they feel like one of those boundaries has been crossed? Who'd like to go? So I would. So something that I would say about like how boundaries get crossed though is that I think boundaries get crossed just when you let them. So if people email you and you always respond right away, then you're training them to expect that from you. Um, and if you have established some boundaries and someone crosses them, then I think it's on you to reset those boundaries. And I don't think it matters where you know what level of the organization you exist in. I think that you have to have those intentional conversations to say to to establish those boundaries and then you know we, we said this earlier that we hear this from people all the time so like for managers i think something that you could do as a manager is to create like those clear communication guidelines for your team so i just talked to somebody about this actually about like this is when texts are okay this is when emails are okay this is when calls are okay and all of those different things like that and then including your team so that they all get a say in it and are more likely to stick to it um, so it's not just the manager saying that but then that also gives your employees the opportunity to set boundaries that you know they think are really important as well yeah I like that and I would just add you know if you're the employee and you're trying your manager's the ones that keeps crossing that line I think it's really important that you open up a conversation because we keep talking about these boundaries like they're really set like like we know exactly where the boundaries are the truth is is whenever boundaries are set in relationships or with people or you know between work and life or all those different things those boundaries are very flexible and and one person's boundary may not be another one's so you have to go into the conversation being aware of that. I would go to, if, if my boss was sending me emails in the middle of the night, I would, why not have a conversation with your boss and just say, hey, look, I want to make sure that I'm meeting your expectations. So when I get an email in the middle of the night like that, yeah. like, what does that mean? Like, what do you, what do you want from me? Like, like, how can you, and, and I think going at it from, 
the perspective of not from your perspective, hey, you crossed my boundary and I have a work-life balance because that's a defensive, that puts the manager in a defensive position. But going at it from the manager's perspective of saying, hey, what what can I do to best serve you or to best communicate here? Because I'm afraid I'm going to miss something because I'm doing something, you know, family related or, you know, something like that. And then if the manager, most managers, I think, would say, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't really intend for you to respond right away. Or they would say, well, you know, I don't intend for you to always respond. And But if they do say, oh, yes, I'm, yeah. I, I want you on your email constantly 24-7, then it's a good time to say, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be difficult for me to be able to do that. Is that really the expectation? Or what can I do maybe differently that can help to still get the job done, but not be always on? Yeah. I, I would just add that I, I do think it's interesting that when you talk to people about boundaries, though, I think that they tend to think, oh, this is what other people are doing to me. Like everybody is crossing my boundaries. And the fact, I think that there's a level of like, you also have to like take ownership over it too of like, it's not just everybody else. Yeah. Like maybe people are over, you know, crossing over your boundaries, but maybe they don't understand that it's an issue. And so to your point, Don, is like, you have to have those conversations just to make it really clear because then you're, then you're, you're going to get more upset easily about people getting frustrated with you because you're not responding to them when they want to or vice versa. Yeah. I mean, I even had a guy that worked for me in the manufacturing plant who came into our department and he was fairly new and we were working on something in the middle of something. And he decided that it was, it was time for a break and we were like almost done. We were probably 10, 15 minutes away from finishing something, but the break time hit and he just dropped everything and left and kind of left us in the lurch and everybody else kept working. And then we just took our break late. And I went and talked to him a little bit afterwards. And he said, no, my break is at nine o'clock. And that's when I take my break. That's when I'm entitled to my break. And I said, yeah, but we only had, you know, five, 10 minutes left. So we were able to have a conversation around like, what were the expectations? I'm not expecting you to always work through your break or sacrifice your break. But if you can be a little flexible with your break time, I can be a little bit flexible with our work time too. Um, so sometimes it's just opening up that dialogue because you're right, Bethany, you tend to talk, when you're talking about boundaries, you're talking about your boundary, not right. the other person's boundary. That's the mindset that you enter into. So you have to seek out what the what's the other person's boundary and have, are we crossing it yeah. or what are the expectations? So, I mean, another question is, so let's say you have those conversations and you jump in and you start saying my boundaries have been crossed with a coworker or with a boss or something, and you just don't feel like they're leaning into that conversation at all. Like, no, this job is hard. That's what you signed up for, that kind of thing. What do you do then if you can't, if those boundaries are being set, but no one else is listening? I think maybe then it's time to decide, like, are you in the right environment and are you in the right culture? Maybe you're misaligned with the organization and it's not the right fit for you. You know, maybe maybe that's the conversation you need to have. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it happens and and that's okay. You just have to recognize it that maybe it's not the right place for you. I also think that you could have the conversation and say, I don't think I fit in this. Is there a way to make it fit? Because I want to have I for myself, I want to have this time to my family or this time to my exercise or whatever. And I think if you had that conversation and the answer was no, then you kind of have another answer and another way to move it. And it's really important to frame that conversation as you're working together to solve a common problem because you probably are. If you're you're working with a coworker or it's a boss or whatever it is, it's like, look, I want to be responsive. I want to do what the company needs me to do. 
but I also need to balance my, my family's also important and my personal yeah. life is also important. So how can we get make, how can we meet both of those needs? Bethany? Yeah. Just making sure that it's a goal of the organization is, is a big question of if, is this something that the organization values or is it completely different? I think that it, it really depends on the culture a lot of times. And I, you know, I think that, you know, for example, me working in an early startup with a lot of really young people early on in my career before a lot of people even started having families, like there's a certain culture to that, right? Um, and it's not bad or wrong, but that's just where they're at. And so I think I re- you know, I think I had to realize too at a certain point of like, okay, I have to implement certain boundaries for myself and make sure those are really well communicated. And some people, you know, are able to say like, oh yeah, that just makes sense. We just haven't established those boundaries because that's just not where we were, you know, that's not where we've been. Um, but we're totally open to that. And then, but it might be a conversation of like, no, we just, I mean, that's just not how it's going to be here. Um, and we've got to, you know, we have to meet these other deadlines and we've got to do, you know, we've got to do it this way. And so then that can help, help you navigate what, what you need to do next and also inform you on the type of culture that you need to look for maybe in a, in the next position. Yeah. That's a really great point is it, I, you know, I think working with teams, and you guys tell me if you think this is true. I think a lot of times when people are struggling with that work-life balance or integration, however you want to look at it, I think a lot of times it's probably more often it's self-imposed than it's imposed by somebody else, and and sometimes it's imposed on yourself because you think that your boss thinks something that maybe they don't actually think. Like like we'll, we'll we yeah. often are talking to the management, obviously the companies we work with. And we know that their expectations are not set to constantly respond or constantly, you know, be at work or whatever. But it's it's interpreted that way um, by yeah. the employees. I think it's important to set those boundaries on your own. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about like when boundaries are not working, and we think about how we get stuck. You know, there's this concept of grace. Sometimes let's let's talk about that. We talk about grace a lot with employees, managers, and people yeah. on a team. They have to have grace for each other. Let's talk about how grace plays into all of this. Yeah, I feel like grace is always a point that we <laughs> that we use, which is I feel like not a very common point that's brought up or emphasized within a lot of businesses. But I think the the grace has to go two ways of, you know, if you feel like people are overstepping your boundaries, having grace with them to know that like, you know, they might not intentionally be doing that. Maybe they're just, you know, in a zone and are trying to get stuff done and they're, you know, that's fine. And so maybe you just have grace for that and know and not just assume the worst about that situation or about that person's intent, which we'll talk more about in another episode. But but just assuming the best about it and giving grace for that. And I think reestablishing those boundaries and then just moving on and not letting it be a big deal in some ways. And and I think that can kind of be two ways. What, what else do you guys think about that? Well, I sort of think that when you have boundaries in place and when you're trying to work towards this work-life integration, you have to sort of take people's own life circumstances into consideration when you're looking at that stuff. So let's say best Bethany, one week you're really highly productive and you're doing amazing and you you've met all the deadlines and you're responsive and it's great. Yeah. But then the next week, like you have a sick kid at home and so you're not as responsive and you have to be at home. And I think we have to consider like right. the bigger picture of an employee and not just mm-hmm. that little moment.
moment or that small week or that yep. one time. You know, I think we have to remind ourselves that, yeah, sometimes home does take up more than life. And generally, this person is amazing and, and gets all the deadlines done. And maybe they just dropped one email or they can't do that this week. And we just have to sort of reset our own expectation and look at other people's lives to make sure that we're we're allowing them to have a good work-life integration as well. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, this is all flexible, right? This is going to be changing all the time, like every work environment does. And you have to move your boundaries are going to be shifting and moving based on what's happening to you in your life and what's happening yeah. at work. Yeah, definitely. So it, it takes lots of conversations, lots of communication. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Here's a quick wrap up of our discussion. So work-life balance might be considered also integration. Sometimes work is going to require more focus and sometimes home is going to require more focus. Also, don't expect people to completely check their life at the door. Acknowledge that people do have a life outside of work and you do too. So let's talk about how to set realistic boundaries. Some of our takeaways, is there a perceived expectation at your work? Examine that. Is that reality or not? Have the conversations to either define the expectation or ask for that clarity. To you also have to set your own expectations. Remember that setting those boundaries is not only important for you, but also for your family. Something that I loved from this episode that was said, integration requires communication. Next, don't automatically assume ill intent when people cross your boundaries. Give grace to people both when they seem to cross your boundaries, but also show grace when people have to set boundaries because they may have something else that requires their attention for a time. Next, when you've had the conversations, also recognize if you may be misaligned with the organization. Thanks for listening in. Hey, are you subscribed to our show? If not, do that so you don't miss an episode. And if you haven't, please rate our podcast. And last thing, share this episode with friends or coworkers who might find it helpful. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the More Than Work podcast. Join us next time, and in the meantime, lead well.